The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. That's right, Big Poppy. It's our city, and welcome to the Boston Podcast, courtesy of Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. This is Dave, per usual. Big Poppy, we hope you're okay. Sitting here with my buddy Josh Missa from the National Tailgating Experience, which I'm going to tell you all about. Kids, do you like the tailgate? Do you like to have, uh, maybe throw a couple back before the football game while you enjoy a nice uh, snossage and some other eats and hanging out? Of course you do. Wait till you hear about his company, National Tailgating Experience, which is kind of what it sounds like. You you call, you you rent a huge vehicle that Josh and his company provide, and lots of other bells and whistles and cool stuff. You're going to hear about that. But man, have you heard, at, at any update on Big Poppy, Josh? I know you love the man as much as I do. Not no. that I'm aware of, other than the stuff that's been out there. He's in the hospital. Big police escort last night from yeah. uh, Logan, which, I mean, any king around here should get. That's right. Fit for a king, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. I, at first I said, nice touch, Red Sox. Like, you, you paid for a plane to go get him. You play, paid for a am, private ambulance, I assume, or whatever, to get him to the hospital. But then I thought, like, what else are they going to do? Of course they're going to do that. You know, the man, the man uh, I mean, just that, that clip I was mentioning on a prior episode of the show, that, that clip, uh, this is our fucking city, you know which was uh, amazingly given an okay by the FCC. The chairman tweeted out, uh, I have no problem with what David said on national TV um, because he spoke from the heart. That was 2013. I'm sure you remember it well like I do. I mean, that was the only person in that that very moment that could get away with saying our fucking city. Exactly, exactly. The large father himself. Yeah, and... 2013, after the marathon bombings, the city is is on edge, and who better to um, you know express both sort of our defiance and our feelings at that moment than him? And then, by the way, they went on to win the World Series that year, which is also nice. So um, we're going to uh, on the Boston podcast. We tell the story, voices and stories of your city. So we may tell a couple of tailgate stories here, and then later in the show. Josh Missif and I are going to do the ultimate tailgate draft. So what does that mean? By draft, I mean, you know, like draft, like you've all seen the ESPN broadcast, so you recognize that sound effect. And we are each going to have to pick an item to concoct the ultimate tailgate. So And so we're talking grill, we're talking food, we're talking beer, cocktail, maybe a game, maybe even a celebrity guest. We're going to construct uh, respective tailgates, and then you, the listener, can decide which one you want to go to. We'll pretend it's a real tailgate. But on the subject of real tailgates, so Josh, co-founder, co-owner, National Tailgating Experience, which, by the way, before we forget, just go, it's real easy to remember, nationaltailgatingexperience.com. I'm not going to spell that because you can you can spell people. You, I trust you. My listeners are smart enough to do that. How'd you get started? Where did this idea come from? And tell us some of the uh, the cool stuff that um, that your company does. It's a great question. Uh, I kind of got into this 
you know, in a roundabout way. Obviously, I'm a, a huge Patriots fan and a huge tailgating enthusiast from from doing several setups over the years. Anyone that's ever been to one of my personal tailgates over the years down in Foxborough has always had a good time. And I was like, well, this is something I'd love to do for a living. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Um, <laughs> was in the event business, as you know, for quite a while. A lot of uh, brand brand activations, a lot of corporate events I've managed. And while a former partner of, of mine and I, and I were looking into doing a tailgating-centric event, I, I met this gentleman named Bill Rickoff out in Iowa, who's mm-hmm. from Iowa, rather. And I met him out in Las Vegas at a trade show. And he had this just sick, you know, 38-foot Winnebago that was all tricked out with 10 TVs, you know, sub-zero fridge, Leather seating, yeah. satellite dish, the, the whole nine. It's a dream come true. And I was just in awe because yeah. you know I'm, I'm I'm a we're all little boys at heart, right? Yeah. I, like this is like the toy. And I mm-hmm. said I started talking to him. I said, well, you know, what are you doing? And you know, he told me he did to- corporate tailgate parties. I said, well, what's cooler than that? Yeah. So talked to him about it. At the time, I started the National Tailgating Association. We we're hoping to get like a little membership base going and and, and market products back and forth. And you know, that hasn't quite panned out to what it needed to be, but I got sort of sidetracked into his business because I said, Bill, what's going to cost me to put my logos on your vehicle for the season? So I get some some eyeballs and see kind of what, what happens. Right. He gave me a number, he put the logos up, and off we went. And over the course of the next year, year and a half, him and I kept talking. He was getting into different things in his life and was looking to sell the business and the vehicle. And I got a couple partners together, and, and away we went. So you bought it. You own this this um, behemoth, yes. <laughs> this leviathan of a tailgate vehicle. So say say it again. I know you just said it, but I, I, this is the one that I've seen, right? The yes. one that okay. So because because uh, you did an event up at Camp, our beloved uh, Camp. We're both alumni of beloved Camp Telnor, and, Tel and we you did a great alumni event up there more than once. I think been a couple times. Uh, yeah, we did it twice. Yeah, and so. That was for, um, you know, whatever, it was for a Pats game, the, um, you know, alumni of the camp show up at the camp, and there is this gleaming, huge vehicle. So it's, I know it's got the leather interior, it's, it's, it's roomier than you might even think inside, and then TVs, I want to say there's TVs facing out and, and on the inside, is that right? Ten total, five Ten inside, total. five outside. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, one of the interior ones, of course, is in the bathroom because God forbid you miss right. a minute of the game while you're, oh, I love that. you know, relieving yourself. Yes, of course. And it's um, it's just a, a sight to see. So, yeah, tell me, do do, uh, do you get that that wow reaction from people? Tell me some of the reactions you get when they first like see the thing. Literally, from the minute we pull into any parking lot in the country, it, it's like seagulls to food on the beach yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, yeah. wow what is this thing and i'm even talking some of the guys like last year i was down in lsu and some of these guys that have so much money out there personally and they, they're in these big half a million dollar prevost buses like all customized for tailgating and just hanging out and they still come over to us and say what is this thing right and mostly it's because of the the fact that there's the 10 tvs on the outside it's got all the different tricks and things to it it just it's just an eye catcher for sure so there's something about a tailgate having that step up. And like I said, Josh and I are going to draft our ultimate uh, tailgate items and things that kind of make it cool. But I remember uh, it was it was my buddy Waldo, who you know very well. Absolutely. Josh, the great, the great Jeff Waldman. Shout out uh, Waldman Plumbing and Heating on, up on the North Shaw. Uh, not a sponsor of the show yet, but Waldo, get your act together. We're ready. Um, Waldo and I 
were a core group of uh, like the early tailgate days. And I don't know if most people have the same experience, but like you start humble, uh, unless you get roped into like, you know, one of your buddies is like, oh, we got 30 guys, we do it right. I remember back, and this is when the Pats sucked. Uh, I remember we were basically playing for last place against the Bengals. It was the year that Marshall Falk was the uh, going to be the top draft. And, you know, it was like suck for Falk or whatever, you know. And we, I think the Patriots ended up, quote, unquote, ruining it by winning like their last three games or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the depths of, of Foxborough badness, old stadium. And we had, you know, one little grill. Uh, you know, hibachi, charcoal, burgers, dogs, etc. And then every year we stepped it up a little bit and a little bit. And Waldo would say it's 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 oh, there's a little bit of rivalry, friendly competition going on in those parking lots. And we always love the dirt parking lots. Like f- forget that the yeah, the I mean paved ones. Tailgating is the ultimate dick measuring contest. <laughs> you're <laughs> it right. Really is. Right. I mean, you, you're in the lots and you're seeing everybody's set up and you're like seeing what they have as you're walking around you're like wow that's really cool you can make a mental note or even nowadays you can make a note on your ipod your iphone right, right? Yeah. but it, it's truly a like i said a dick measuring contest it's keeping up with the joneses what right. cool shit can i get right. for next game or next year that somebody else doesn't have and, and really just sort of put the wow factor in there yeah so we what we did was uh at one point we noticed someone had a huge pot that they were cooking chowder in, you know, mm. and it was like a custom, I don't know if it was custom made, but it was clearly a pot for this purpose. It was an outdoor, I don't know what you call those Like things. a stock pot. Stock pot, I guess, yeah. yeah. And uh, with, with I think, a prop, its own propane heater or whatever, and we were like, oh, that's good, that's good. So like a, a year later, we, we came up with that. Our big move at the height of our pop tailgating powers, I don't do it so much anymore, I, I, wish, I wish I did, but um, was... We took, we literally took a, a truck. Okay, so my uncle Mike had a, at the time a tape and CD wholesale business, and so he had a big truck, not like a huge rig, but definitely like the big rider truck that you would rent to go to uh, college. You know, sure. I'm not talking the van. I'm talking truck, like the, you know, the, the box gar- truck, box truck with yeah, with the garage door thing in the back. You know. And so at the time, I had an unfinished basement and a shitload of like old grandma furniture down there. And it started, people were like, well, how are we going to fit the grill in like someone's Wasa's car, Waldo's car might not fit. And I said, you know, my uncle Mike's got a truck. So we're like, okay, get the truck, throw the grill in the back, obviously plenty of room. And by the way, Yaz, you got all that furniture. Like, let's throw some of the furniture in. So all of a sudden, we got a little, you know, makeshift living room at the tailgate, right? <laughs> you almost got like a lawn party. Yeah, exactly. And so we 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 throw that in. We throw at various points in the in the tailgating arc. We threw in um, foosball table, ping pong table, whatever. I don't want to steal step on our draft coming up here. I might save a couple items, but anyway, point is, we throw everything in the back, and of course, we've got like ten guys. And so we've got two people riding in the cab and like, you know, uh, eight guys in the back illegally riding in, in the, 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 you know, the box or whatever you call it, the thing in the back of the truck. And we don't even know if they're going to let us into the lot. Like, it's, it's clearly an oversized vehicle. But these were back in the days where there weren't as many rules, you know. Uh, it was the Wild West back at the old Foxborough Stadium. Exactly. The, yeah, the old piece of shit stadium. I remember fondly... Um, Telling everyone, the little piece of trivia I knew is a guy that took the money at the lot behind the liquor store was Joe Morgan's brother. So Joe, Joe Morgan, Tollway Joe, former Red Sox manager. You know, Joe Morgan. I, oh, I thought maybe you are talking about the worst baseball broadcaster of all time, Joe Morgan. No, 
not no not not that um uh no the guy that we like to listen to oh, okay. named joe morgan which is morgan's yeah, magic the iron the irony is that joe joe morgan local joe morgan would probably be a better baseball commentator than hall of famer Hands joe down. morgan you Hands know down. Uh, six two and even it looks like he's uh he looks like he might have thrown a fastball i don't know anyway so uh you say hi to joe morgan's uh brother <laughs> who for some reason is the parking lot guy you go in he takes your money but like eight of us are in the back wondering if we're actually going to get into the lot or we have to like turn around and do God knows what. And, um, we just, all we hear in the back of So we, we felt like, you know, immigrants sneaking into a country, you know, <laughs> and we've got all this stuff stashed in the back. Needless to say, tons of, of food. And like, there was probably like a, uh, a, a garbage, um, pail full of ice and beer and stuff that we're making sure it doesn't fall over. And we just hear rumbling and rumbling. We're like, do we make it? I don't know. Do we make it? And then all of a sudden, the the door swings open and the light just crashes in. And he's, it's like, we made it. We got a spot. And there was cheering. There was celebrating. There was everything. It's almost like sneaking past the RA with a keg of beer and some ice in the old <laughs> dorm room, right? Yeah, exactly right. Except ostensibly, we were grown adults at the time. But that's what uh, tailgating is, right? So, um, yeah. Do you, do you have... Uh, Give me any tailgate stories you might have, whether whether from your days as just a, a tailgater or whether did anything memorable stick out or, or, or any recent gigs that you've had when you've provided the, the, the entertainment. So just going back, you know, you say what you guys were doing back in the day with Waldo and Wasi and all those that crew. Yeah. You know, getting the couches together. I mean, when I when I was doing it before I got into the professionally, I like to always sort of change things up when it came to who the opponent was. And what I mean by that oh. is, for example, a couple of years back when the Bears visited the Patriots at Foxborough Stadium, or mm. excuse me, Gillette Stadium. Right. Um, respect the blade. Uh, yes, respect, or the razor, the blade, whatever you like to call it. I like to call it the blade, but no one else does. Go ahead, different jo- story. Josh Gershman, uh, another camp alum, loves to call it the razor, and I don't think anyone's called it the razor since about 2001. No, I have a side story on that, but uh, you're in the middle of a story, so let's not mix up our parentheses. No problem. Go ahead. You go ahead. So, when the Bears visited, I had a couple friends in town from Chicago, and I'm like, what can I do menu-wise to make it cool? And I made um, hot Italian sausage with my own homemade jardinera, which, for mm. those of you that don't know, it's a spicy vegetable condiment that gets put on either hot dogs or mostly sausages in the Chicago area. Mm. So I like to cater you know, what my food items are to what, who the opponent is if I'm at Foxborough. Yeah. So, it, it, so is this, um, the idea is being your, it's a tip of the cap to the opponent or is it that you're, you're devouring them or maybe a little of both? Uh, could be both. I, I like that. <laughs> I never really thought of it in either of those terms, but uh, I, I think it could be a little bit of both. That day it was definitely devouring the opponent because the Patriots just shellacked the Bears. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to go to the AF. See East and try to guess which each of the menu. I imagine you've probably thought of this, or maybe you haven't. But okay, so dolphins, it it'd be got to be some kind of grilled fish. I would imagine. Have you done that? Uh, I've Shrimp. never tailgated. Well, I've, I have tailgated at a Dolphins game, not professionally, but I've tailgated at a Dolphins game, and it wasn't very exciting. I'll, I'll be quite honest. I was yep. with with some family back in the day, and it wasn't very exciting. But maybe we'll go with some mahi mahi, some grilled mahi mahi. Okay, mahi-mahi. good. How about the Jets? That's a tough one. A shit sandwich. I mean, <laughs> let's quite face it. It's kind of like their 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 franchise is a big shit sandwich. Um, you know, leave the you can leave the jokes to me, but you earned that rim <laughs> shot. So well done. So and uh, and let's see, uh, 
Colts, that that's easy, I guess. Horse meat for sure, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what about Buccaneers? Buccaneers, um, live human flesh. No, I, I, don't. I don't know what you'd get in a Buccaneers <laughs> game. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. So the way it works is, it is. I take it, you know, this is your your tagline says, "Bring the luxury box to the parking lot," right? Or maybe I made yes. that up. Something like no, that. No, that is definitely that's one definitely of our taglines. Okay, Absolutely. cool. And so, I just want to make sure people know. So it, it people can hire you. It, it's I, I imagine you deal with a lot of corporations who want to do events who want to do that extra something for their whole gang. Yeah, we are ninety nine percent corporate business. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we're not we're not out there promoting to Dave and his twenty buddies. Although, if Dave and his twenty buddies wanted to have a kick ass tailgate party and they could have the funds to do it, we would certainly under, do that undertaking, but we're 99% corporate business. We're dealing with a lot of marketing agencies that are hosting these big packages when it's sort of a vendor for them, mm-hmm. if you will, whereas they're, let's say, a company like Gillette will say, hey, we've got you know 50 employees you want to reward along with some customers that you know we're going to go to the game, we're going to get tickets, we're going to you know, have them have travel. We're going to do all these things, and we want them to have a tailgate party beforehand. That's where we come in, and we're very turnkey. We come in, we provide everything, we set up shop, we make sure that we have bartenders there, we make sure we have cook- cooks there. Oh, so you do provide a booze, food. We do it all. All they have to do is show up. That's correct. You show up, we show they up. They need tickets to the game. Well, or correct. or maybe they don't if they don't want to. I've go had to the a game. couple <laughs> requests. So we've had a couple requests over the years to provide tickets. Um, so we we can get into that. It's not our bread and butter. But right. if someone asks for it, they don't want to do it themselves. You know, we'll do it. And you uh, across the whole country, you do this. Yeah, yeah, we do. With right now, we've got the one vehicle. We're working on two and three as we speak. Uh, but we do everything all over the country. Although with this vehicle, I try to stay east of the Rocky Mountains. Obviously, that's a huge swath of yep. land to cover, but we, we do cover it all. Like this year, I'm scheduled to go to Austin, Texas for a uh, University of Texas game versus LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm scheduled to go to Iowa. I've got great clients out in Iowa every year. Great tailgating party. Um, I've got clients in Cincinnati for the Bengals, even though that team is horrific. I bet they have great fans The still. tailgate scene yeah. in Cincinnati is sure. off the charts. It's kind of an underrated city. I've been there. It is. Yeah. It is an underrated city. You're right. Um, also this year, I'm excited to go to um, Nashville as well, even though I just oh, went yeah. there for the actual the actual NFL draft. I saw you down there. Well, yep. you, were, you, were, you were rubbing elbows with some folks. Yeah, uh, our man Fitzy. Yeah, uh, Fitzy, shout Fitzy out. Fitzy was down there. Nick, Nick Stevens. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I did, an, I did a marketing you got a pic- Did you get a picture with Goodell? I did, you bastard! I did. I did. You know what? I wouldn't have. There's, there's like a, a viral, a picture that went viral of some guy, you know, with his arm around Goodell, and he's he's got his middle finger up, uh, unbeknownst to Goodell, which fine. But I would have my picture taken with Goodell. I mean, I, I freaking hate the man like the rest of us, but as do I. Yeah. And, and this little story behind it was the first night of the draft, he was there, obviously, you know, doing all the picks, and he was working the crowd a bit, and word was sort of circulating that he was not taking any pictures of any kind with anybody with any inkling of Patriots paraphernalia on them. Yeah. Well, which I think is kind of a douche move. Well, it is, but I do understand. It. Well, the, the, he brought the he brought it on himself. That's why it's a No d- question about it. I mean, look, if you're wearing a clown shirt, I can see, look, I'm not going to take that right. picture. Although, if I were him, I maybe might have a bit bigger sense of humor about it and sort of just go with the self-deprecating yeah, you know side right. of things. Yeah, so, but, yeah, whatever. But I'm not him, obviously. Right. I'm not the commissioner, nor do I have the, his bank account. Yeah, the problem is the New England fans are clever. And like, and so he's just expecting some sort of clever ambush, right. at, and he's going to be the butt of the joke, which is, which is probably what's going to 
going to happen. <laughs> I know you didn't do it. but So on night two of the draft, I saw him working the ropes again, if you will, and we were yep. sort of in front of him. And I say we is this gentleman by the name of Brian who I met, and he's from New Hampshire, and we befriended him at the draft. And I see him working the ropes, and I'm like, oh, let's go down there and try to get a picture. So we're, we're down there. And I'm not hugely patrioted up because I'm there for work. And I had a cap on, and, and he had a Brady jersey on. And I see he, he has, Goodell has security like the Secret Service. Really? He is, he's flanked by four or six people um, oh, that's you know, that are all in their suits and they've got their earpieces in. And they're looking at us like, yeah, we're not going to let these guys, they're Patriots fans. There's no way they're getting a picture with him. <laughs> uh, be on the lookout, eagle eye, eagle eye. Be on the lookout right. for this bald guy here. He's got a squirt gun. He's reaching. And so I'm like, oh, man, is this really going to deny us a picture? That would be kind of weird. So right. anyway, so plays out. Guy comes up to me guy being Goodell, and I, sh- I lean in for his hand. I said, hey, I just want to let you know on behalf of every Patriots fan, we're not all douchebags. Okay. And we don't all hate you. Okay. Which was a total freaking lie. No, well, it might have been. You didn't necessarily put yourself in the in the category. <laughs> right, but he, he... As he walked away, you could have said, but I think you're a He dude. and his security yeah. got a huge laugh out of it. Oh, that good. broke the okay. ice. He took a great picture, and uh, the rest is history. It's a, hey, Josh, keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. That's exactly. it, it's Well played. Well played, I think. Yeah. Um, what was the story I was going to tell before? We were talking about... Uh, oh, oh, the blade, uh, the razor, the razor blade thing. Oh, the razor blade. Yeah, so when... Um, they first, Gillette, you know, by the way, do you remember what the original name was for the, the stadium, our new stadium? I do, and I have a ticket stub from it. Really? Because I went to the Rolling Stone show, which was the first event at CMGI You Field. got it. Wow. Give that man some kind of uh, uh, Tell award. Tell him what he's won, well Johnny. I have some CDs here from uh, a nice uh, guy that was in the other day who, who sings Barbershop with a band called Scully Square. The problem is if I give you that CD, do you have anything to play it on? Maybe not. CD player? You remember those? Anyway. Yeah, I do. I do remember those. <laughs> so, the, uh, what, so what happened was, so you're right, CMGI Field. I remember being invited by someone to tour the stadium, and the sign was up. It said CMGI Field. Sure was. And so there was actually a Stones concert at CMGI. The first event oh, okay. was the Rolling Stones right. at CMGI That's Field. That's cool. But the Patriots never played in nope. quote unquote CMGI Field. They they CMGI went out of business and Gillette swoops in. And you know, it was kind of a cool story, you know, a local company um, and just kind of a company that it's not like everybody loves their razor blades, but cool. Gillette, like that sounds the best cool. Best a man can get. Best a man can get. There you go. And so I wrote a column i was writing for lawyers weekly at the time which i and and there was not a very good reason for me to write about the patriot stadium for lawyers weekly we we bend those um legal angles as far as we can but i just wanted to write about what we should call it so i wrote a column for the metro you remember the metro sure boston metro daily free paper was extremely well read in in its day and you, you just pick it up off the you know out of a box at the t station or whatever so mine said we need to call this um stadium i said every stadium every place every site every landmark has a one syllable nickname so like um jacobs field in cleveland is the jake right correct so like even like alcatraz is known as the rock lincoln financial field down in philly is the link the link right so I said, we need to call this the blade. And then we need to we take it a step further and, 
and make up T-shirts that say "Respect the Blade." I just like the way that rolled off the tongue. Absolutely. Right? I mean, unfortunately, it never took off. But no, uh, it didn't because I, I don't know why. But you, uh, I think a lot of people read it and then just kind of forgot about it. Dan Shaughnessy started calling it Razor Blades Fields, but I, I always felt like he was being snarky when he said that. You know, gee, Dan Shaughnessy being snarky, I, I never would have <laughs> guessed it. I know. Uh, and we missed an opportunity. And like the, actually, right around that time, uh, Bob LaBelle started calling it the razor and my beloved dad Saul Yes sent him Lobel a copy of my article and Lobel on the air said you know what this is better let's call it let's call it the blade it still didn't take off and when anyway. Bob Lobel spoke people listened I know I know I just reran an, an interview I did with him in 2015 and um, just so much fun that guy it, you know back in the day that's like a throwback almost to like the Ron Burgundy days, you know, the the, the the Anchorman movies is about a time when the local anchors mattered and everyone looked up to him. And Lil Bell was that guy. He was the uh, champ kind of his of his day. Absolutely. Whammy. Whammy. Thank you. Um, miss if it doesn't miss an Anchorman reference. Of course not. So let me take a break. We're going to come back just after these messages with Josh Missif, and we're going to do the ultimate tailgate draft. But I need to read you this story about my friend Eddie and a podcast that he has here at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast ne- Network. Sorry, I had an itch in my nose. It's weird. Every once in a while, this, um, this uh, filter on the microphone causes itchiness. Um, and uh, I should probably get that checked out. Let me take a minute to tell you about a podcast you should be listening to, Are You Not Entertained, featuring my buddy, and actually Josh Missus' buddy as well, just by coincidence, right, Josh? Absolutely. Eddie Nathanson of Red Pill Talent. All episodes appear in pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. Companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people. But he also has a crazy amount of fun on this show, blasting you with pop culture from Spider-Man to Seinfeld, from Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, Tom Brady, excuse me, football Jesus. To Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur. Subscribe, share, and consume this delicious part. Are you not entertained? Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. By the way, go to pod617.com if you want your own podcast, because that's what we do here at our Westwood studios. We produce podcasts, pod617.com. In pod, we trust. You've listened to Ed's uh, podcast, right? I have listened to Ed's podcast, especially the one that I was... Uh, I got a shout out in one of his top camp moments. You did, you did, because right. Eddie was your camp counselor, and and you memorably, absolutely uh, destroyed uh, an opposing catcher in a in a softball game in a home plate collision. Actually, you, you Buster Posey that guy. I, I did, and uh, <laughs> actually, not to correct you, but Eddie okay. was never my counselor. Oh, okay, he was. He was either my coach. softball coach. Uh, or or the like, but he was never. He was always. We, this is a podcast for another day, but yeah, you know, th- we could have a a ranking of the top ten counselors that you wanted but never got. Oh yeah, you're you're right. Mine would be. Let's see, who would mine be? You're on mine, my list. You my, were never my counselor. Oh shucks, I was a little older. That I was like a, a like a half a generation off. I think to even get you. Y- yeah, you were always like in a bunk lower than I would have been assigned to. Uh, mine would probably be Mark Blumenthal, who's just great all-around guy. But he was always—he seemed to be always with the bunk one notch above me, you know. And right. uh, so, yeah, it happens. But but hey, he coached you, and and we took our sports way too serious way at Camp Tilnoa, and that's what made it fun. So uh, we're gonna do the tailgate draft. So um, here are the rules. 
Well, there aren't really any rules. Do we have rules? No, nah, we don't have rules. Here are the categories. Here are the categories. Do I have a, a drum? Where's, what the hell is my drum roll? By the way, this is day three of my eye infection, and I can't fucking see anything. And so if I'm a little off, <laughs> my good friend Josh here told me this morning, you, you, seem, you do seem a little bit off, to which I said, screw you. But he's right, because it, when you get old, you know, in the old days, you get an eye infection, you don't even notice it. You probably just pass it on to your whole family. And in, um, in the elder years, when I still can't find my fucking drum roll. I can't see. <laughs> I can't do a good drum roll. I apologize. Otherwise, I'd do it. All right. Wait, I found it. I think this is it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a really long drum roll. It is. It is. I found found the short one too. Okay, there we go. So um, I can't see out of my left eye. Don't worry, everybody. I'm on my way to the eye doctor um, this afternoon to get it checked out. I love it when people go, "Oh yeah, you should get that checked out." Yes, I sounded like my mother when I said, "You should go see an ophthalmologist, Dave." (laughs) You're right, but I'm such an idiot. I said to someone, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to make an an appointment with an optometrist." And someone said, "Are you sure, optometrist? Because those are the ones that just fit you for the glasses and shit." Which I have an optometrist. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's right. All right, so the rules are, here are the categories. Uh, what kind of grill you're going to have for your fantasy tailgate? What kind of food? What kind of beer? Cocktail is a separate uh, category. Game, and I don't, we don't mean football game. We mean some sort of tailgate, you know, outdoor game that you might play to uh, amuse your guests. A celebrity guest... And finally, a wild card item. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven round draft. Are you ready, Mr. Missif? I am ready. Okay. So you are on the clock. In the grill category, do you want a name for your team? Any ideas? You want to play on behalf of the national tailgating experience? Yes, I'll I'll play on behalf of tailgaters everywhere. Tailgaters everywhere. All right. We don't need team names. First round pick. Who you got? Or what do you have, I should say? I will the category select, is grill. Go I ahead. will select with my first pick in the tailgating draft yes. the Davy Crockett Green Mountain Grill, which oh my is God. a little electric smoker. Tell us more. It's a very portable electric pellet smoker that I actually have in my house. It, it's fantastic. It's fanta- not a fantastic beach. <laughs> right. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, it's... It's very small. It can fit a couple racks of ribs, decent-sized brisket, but, you know, it's an electric pellet smoker. It's very portable. You don't have to deal with any of the wood. I know a lot of the traditional barbecue guys will say, oh, you're cheating. You're using yeah. an electric pellet smoker, but fuck you. It works great. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, that's your first-round pick. It's called Davy Crockett Grill? Uh, yeah, by Green Mountain Grills, yes. Green Mountain Grills, okay. Uh, Dave is on the clock. In the category of grill, I've already lost because he Missif just knows more than me. He's the tailgating guy, so he 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 was probably sifting through. The like, Vegas odds were not. In yeah, your I was. They'd taken me off the board for this particular category. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just I'm going to go the other direction and go old school circular Coleman. I think makes it uh, charcoal grill. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Just simple. Just the same way that like Mike Tyson used to go into the ring with no socks, just shoes, and his fists. And that's and and I'm gonna do magic with that that old school charcoal. Love that smell coming up. Love the way you gotta gather around the grill and monitor it. And I'm just trying to rationalize this pick. It's a great. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a great pick because you. when you go with just the basics, you can show what you can do cooking wise. Yeah. A little bit better. Yeah. 
it is it is there is something fun about it absolutely and, yeah and and um communal and all that and um and there is an art form to it i used to be in charge of the barbecue at our summer camp of course yeah, i get a summer camp person here we just end up talking about summer camp the whole time but we had to barbecue for you know we did these field trips where when you when i look back on it like that was freaking ambitious like why don't we just bring sandwiches but we would take the kids out and like take them to the beach and this we're talking like 200 kids on buses take them to the beach and then take them to this place called rye harbor or some other like outdoor park and we would have these huge um like been oh, what do you call them like it's sort of like a trough filled with uh, they were like charcoal, charcoal trough yeah just very basic just like a trough with charcoal and, and yeah. grates on the top right and um in in a rare misstep um i had a an issue a rare misstep for my buddy oc who normally is very good with cooking and everything he's like um oh i lit the grill for you and i'm like what did you do i go eh, i sprayed a little lighter fluid on it and i just oh. lit it up and i said no because i i didn't know much but i knew that you got to get the your full complement of lighter fluid on that charcoal. Like you got to get it dripping wet before you light it up. Because if you just put a little bit, it'll light. But now you got yourself a lit, um, you know, gang of briquettes there that are going to take forever to get hot because you only put on a tiny bit of lighter fluid and you can't reverse it. You can't just if you if you pump the lighter fluid on now, it's just going to go up in flames. Yeah, and of course so the camp the camp never sprung for match light charcoal. We always had to use the lighter right. fluid, which if you really think back to it, it's probably wasn't the <laughs> healthiest thing to be eating out of. But no, hey, whatever. Yeah, sorry about all that lighter fluid people. Okay, but we digress. All right, we move on. We're on to round number two in the fantasy tailgate draft and. Um, Josh, you wanna you wanna go first for food, or do you want to pick a different category? No, let's go with food. We can okay. write down the list we have here in the magic board that right. no one else can see. Do you have one in your head? I do. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go pretty simple on this one as well. I mean, I love just a good sausage, pepper, and onions. Sausage, pepper, and onions. Yeah, okay. but the key. Crowd seems to like the pick. The key with the sausage, pepper, and onions, as with most sandwiches or whatever. Is is the bread? You got to have good bread. Ooh. You got to have good bread. Okay. So, you, you, where do you get your bread from? Like bakery, local bakery, or something, right? Uh, it depends where I am. Um, yeah. You know, when I'm doing my corporate stuff, you know, I'm obviously buying in bulk, so I'm like going to Restaurant Depot or BJ's or Costco or somewhere of the like. But if I'm local, I'll, I'll go to somewhere a place in Framingham called Framingham Baking Company. Shout mm. out! Shout out Framingham. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Great pick. Um, pepper and onion so said pepper and onion sausage sausage pepper and onions okay well that was my cue that I'm on the clock I'm gonna go with the uh, a massive um, egg sandwich thank you okay and I'll explain I'll explain this particular sandwich you, we used to make thank you uh, so what you do is you you get um, you just just sticking a frying pan right on the grill will work you don't have to get any that special business um, you know, you get yourself a couple dozen eggs, and you know, let's not forget a lot of the great tailgating begins at nine a.m. Do they, at Fox Pro? Do, is, do they let you in at nine a.m. now, or can you get in earlier? Or? It is four hours prior to kickoff, so for a one yeah, o'clock okay. game, if my math is correct, correct, carry the four. Yeah, yeah. nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, nine. In the old days, they used to you could go whenever you wanted. And occasionally, I think yeah, it's the, it was eight. the Wild West. It's not yeah. that way anymore. Over at uh, One Craft Way, exactly. Exactly, but. So it is breakfast time, and yet you want to start eating and drinking. And so we would cook the eggs. We'd throw in the cheese, um, hash brown potatoes, you know, all, all mashed up. you got to put those in first because they take longer to cook. And then either bacon, just throw some bacon on a frying pan, or sausage, that'll work too. 
And then the secret ingredient is also old school. It's just ketchup. And even if you don't like ketchup with your eggs, if, if, if you've never tried a sub with, with all that stuff in it, then uh, you're missing out. It's a little slice of heaven. Sounds delicious. Uh, I'm glad you agree. Um, so we move on to round three. I think Miss have won that round two, but I was a little closer. All yeah, right. That was a good sandwich. It was right Thank up you. there. Thank you. I can almost taste it. Um, beer. We're into the beer category. Um, Josh, you're up. I'm up. Yeah. Well, uh, since everyone else nowadays is, is, hard, is a, a beer snob, it yeah, is a, exactly. oh, there's so much out there. But yeah. I mean, I, I had this. As soon as you wrote it on the board, I knew what I was going with, and it's um, by our friends out at Treehouse Brewery in Charlton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. The Julius. The Julius. <laughs> I've never heard of it. What does it taste like? It, it tastes Tell like. Tell me, it doesn't taste like an orange Julius. It so. tastes like a bouquet of oranges. <laughs> uh, so it does have an orange. With hints of pineapple on the nose, and yeah. no, um, it's yeah, it's like a what we call now a traditional hazy New England IPA. It's very, okay. very floral, very citrusy. Um, it's it's del- it's delicious, and it's they're like sort of like their staple top three beers that they've made since day one, and it's just it's just consistently delicious. If I had to drink one beer on my deathbed, it'd probably be that. Wow. All right, good pick. The crowd seems to like it. Um, Dave's on the clock. In the beer category, I, 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 at some point along the way, I became no longer a beer guy. It's when it's when I started doing heroin, of course. No, I, when I when I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm more of a bourbon guy now. So I, I, I don't. I'm not even like. And I'm overwhelmed by the whole craft beer thing. Like it seems like anything that has a clever name is supposed to taste good now. And I swear that if if that stuff called boom sauce wasn't called boom sauce if it was just called like new beer it would like when, no one would even notice it when you know? anyone ever offers me a boom sauce my response yeah. is no thank you <laughs> uh here's my answer boom goes boom says no boom goes the nothing might i don't know i i gotta work on that one but yeah so boom sauce uh, is an example of this phenomenon so i'm gonna go i'll, I'll pick a beer that that has a, a distinct place in boston history and then i'll put a little shine on it i'll i'll select the uh narragansett summer shandy that's right so um thank you thank you really uh, i couldn't have done it i remember when i, I had my first one of those i uh, was yeah. on the was on the the bow of the orca you know with the narragansett <laughs> there with uh, my friend jimmy quint <laughs> Singing songs and getting drunk and, and knowing that you had to face Bruce the Shark in the morning, right? Yeah, no, so the the, it, the only reason I pick it is it's not even the best beer in the world. It's fine, but um, I happened to be at Fenway a few years ago, and there was a guy next to me who was who heard me order like a, a Corona or Miller Lite or something and said, no, man, don't, don't get that. I'll buy you a Narragansett. And I said, okay. It turns out he's part owner of Narragansett, and nice guy. I don't... I, I, couldn't remember his name if you told me at this point. Apparently, there are a few owners that. Well, have... you know who is one of them. Who you? No, no I wish. Oh, okay, he, he ward number eighty for our little football team here in New England. Troy and his band of renown. Oh, Troy Brown is band of renown. Yep. Did he really? He's part owner. He of is heavily invested oh, in Narragansett. Good on you, Troy Brown. All right. Yeah, I like that they brought back that because Narragansett in the old days was a shitty beer with a with a great marketing engine behind it. You know, it was kind of like the the. I don't know Bush. That's that's Bush. It doesn't have a nice uh, cut, but like the Budweiser of of Boston, almost. No offense, you know? Troy, but it still yep. is kind of a shitty beer. It, but it's better. But it, it's you know what now is what's old is new again. Yeah, you know, retro. especially with the hipster crowd. I mean, I went into a bar up in Portland, Maine, and their rotating selection was Coors Banquet beer. 
Oh god! I mean, that stuff is just horrific. Coors tastes like water. And to I me. saw people drinking it. Yeah, not Coors Light. Coors Original, the banquet beer, like the, yeah. the yellow, like the yellow label with the, the stubby yeah. bottle. Terrible, terrible beer. Yeah, I heard somebody describing to me once how Budweiser is an amazing company because part of their challenge is making sure every Budweiser it tastes exactly the same. To which I said, why? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> like, why why you, you have to duplicate shit? I'm sorry, it doesn't taste good. It doesn't. I, I mean, I get it. When, you know, I mean, when I, there, it, it's for 16-year-olds or uh, 21-year-olds or whatever. I mean, when I first started drinking beer, I would drink fucking, you know, Meisterbrau or whatever you could get your hands on, and I was quite happy. But uh, evolve, people. Good old Meister Chow. Meister Chow. <laughs> All right, we move on. The category is cocktail. Josh, you're on the clock. I'll let you go first, Dave. Okay. Uh, I was a little unprepared, but you know <laughs> what? Um, I will, I'll go with something that we used to do back in the day, which is um, hot apple cider uh, with rum. That's, uh, that'll be my pick. That- we used to, we used to, um, yeah, we used to get these big carafts and just uh, heat up the cider, throw in some cinnamon and some rum, and... Um, then put it in that craft that would keep it really. Is that a hot toddy? Hot. Is that the official name? No, nah, a hot toddy is a hot toddy is is actually just like a warmed up whiskey or bourbon, which ah. is also quite delectable. Which I could have gone, but I decided to pick something that I've actually you know served. So that's my pick. I'm imagining a uh, a, a so I, now I've, I mean I've got my warm weather drink with the shandy, and then I've got my cold weather drink. So I'm assembling an all star team here. But um, but who knows uh, which way Missif will go, Josh. Your cocktail, please. It was referenced earlier. It's an old standby. It's the Bloody Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah, people but will, 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 yep, we'll give it's got to have a slice of bacon in it. Oh, yeah. It's got to have a slice of bacon in it. That's a great development. And, of course, it's it's um, it's become cliche to say everything's better with bacon. and But it really is. But in most cases, <laughs> it, really it really is. is. Yeah, yeah. There are mornings that this is like uh, coming to confessional here where I'm just kind of looking for something quick to have for breakfast before I head out. And I'll see, like, the, you know, the bacon that comes in those boxes now is great. Like, it's pre-cooked. And, you you know, throw it in the microwave. for So I'll basically have, like, four slices. Of, I've become like Michael Scott from The Office, just having four slices of bacon for breakfast. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad start to the no, day. No, it's, oh, well, it's protein. You could do worse, I think. But pr- I probably shouldn't do it that could, often. You could have Scrapple. <laughs> Fans in Philly delight in the scrapple. No one knows exactly what part of, pig, of the pig it comes from. And no so, one wants to know. And no one wants to know. You know who's got um, the restaurant called Farmer's Daughter in Easton serves up Bloody Mary with a, a huge, a honking big slab of, of bacon. Um, so I would recommend that. Good call, Missif. The, the fans uh, like the pick, and uh, we move on. Getting down to the nitty-gritty, we're in round five, and we're up to game, which means outdoor amusement. I don't know. What would you call it? I want to say beach game, but obviously we're not at the beach. But it's a game. You might some, Something to amuse the crowd at um, the tailgate. You want to go first? or turn I'll go first in this one. Okay. What are you going to it, do? It's obvious. It's there, but everybody loves it. Everyone can play it. Yeah. Whether you're five, whether you're 80, it's cornhole. Cornhole. Yeah. Well... It was that was kind of a strategic move by you, because if you have the cornhole and I don't have, shut up everybody, I don't have the cornhole, then you you're a little bit more fun than I am. Mm. Yeah, so There's lots of great games out there. Though. I know, I know, but um, all right, I'm on the clock. I think I've got my pick. Yes, the, they're telling me the pick is in. Tell Mel, Mel Kiper Jr. to shut up about washers. <laughs> 
right. Uh, I will. You know what? I'll t- I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take the ping pong table. That's what Ooh. I'll do. Okay. So, and it's a nostalgic pick for me because um, in my college days, in my fraternity, there were actually three games in the basement of my fraternity house. One was a, a pinball machine called Torch, which which um, compared to most pinball machines was horrible, but when it's the only pinball machine you got in your basement, you, you come to love it. Uh, foosball, which was probably my runner-up pick for this this particular category. M- Mama loves the foosball. The foosball's great. I had a, I owned a foos. I was a foosball owner for many years, and but then and then ping pong. And so we used to play beer pong. And kids, I want you to listen. So gather around because it used to be that beer pong, beer pong was a sport of integrity and strategy and pride. And now it's become just you chucking balls into cups. Now that's fine. That's fun. And I I will play that game. We used to call that game Beirut. I was gonna say, whatever happened yeah. to the name Beirut? Well, I think I don't know where it actually came up with its name, but it sounds it feels politically incorrect to me. So I'm sure I'm sure it is, just like yeah. everything these days, but Yeah, I mean it should be should have been called like Bombs Away, but that wouldn't have been as much fun. But yeah, we <laughs> called that Beirut. So did you put and did you play a version of beer pong, like with actual paddles, and I never. The only version of beer pong that I played with paddles was uh, my nephew when he was graduating from Tulane. Mm-hmm. I went down to New Orleans, great city, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. And he introduced me to a game called Ledger, which okay. is something I think they made up. It involved a ping pong, but ping pong, ping pong ball, yep. uh, and a little bit of a small table set up, like a, like almost like a a miniature ping pong table. It was pretty cool. Oh, but no, I never played beer. Pong, right? Like you're trying to describe. Yeah. So, by the way, if you're wondering how do you get the how do you get the ping pong table to your tailgate, well, you need a big vehicle. You need a I, box I, truck. I, I can't help you there. You need a box truck. But anyway, the beer pong back in my day, back in my day, kids, um, was what we would do is so say you're playing doubles because doubles is more fun. So you've got two on two, and picture your you got your red solo cup that's that hasn't changed it's been around but you and you each have one and you fill it with beer so you got four people two on each side each holding a beer you put your beer down in front of you and then you go one paddle length away from each corner so it's kind of in the corner of the table but a paddle length away so there's some there's some uh, give there's some room there and what you do is you play ping pong but you're not trying to necessarily win the point although that doesn't hurt you're trying to uh, you know, hit the ball into one of the opposing players' cups, okay? So, which sounds hard, and it is hard. And and it only happens, like, it's called a poof when it goes in there. Because, of the, because yes, named after the sound that it makes as the ping pong ball nestles into the foamy beer. And <laughs> that's worth five points. You play to 21, the poof is worth five. But you also don't mind if you hit the cup. If you hit the cup, you get one point. And the idea is that whenever you hit a factor of five, you have to finish your beer. So if you straight off the bat sink the ball into the opposing player, they each have to drink their entire beer. It's 5 nothing, and you play on. But then you might get these one point. But then the thing that was the most fun about this was when you got good at it, if the ping pong ball hits, you're, you're on defense, so to speak, right. and the opposing player hits it. Here it comes. It's headed for your cup. It hits your cup. On the fly, but then it caroms off and hits the table. Now, if you can manage to then hit the ball back over the other side and just have it simply land on the table as a fair point, you have saved the point. 
the, they do not get a point for that. Now, what happens if you inadvertently, as you're trying to play stellar defense and turn that into offense, as you just described, what happens if you knock the cup off the table? It happens all like, the time. Yeah. Is that like a, a warm beer chug penalty or something of that nature? Other than the warm part, yes, uh, you'd have to chug. So you correctly anticipated that. Mm-hmm. This is not your first rodeo with drinking games, Miss, if I can tell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was beer pong. That's what we would play. Kids, bring it back. Please. By the way, I sense a uh, an idea for a live podcast show where yeah. we could do a, a live commentating of a game of beer pong. Oh yes! Oh my god, I'm excited. Let's just tell me when. Put it on the schedule. All right, we're up to celebrity guests. There are so many different ways you could go with this, but there are no rules, so you can pick anyone, dead or alive. I don't know. Um, but I mean, I guess it should be someone sort of football um, related. We could have done that. We could have done former Patriots player. I don't know. Do you have somebody in mind? I do, and I'm okay, actually go going ahead. with someone that um, I've had on the RV a couple times, and mm-hmm. oh, okay. a lot of work I do with national tailgating experience is we have we deal with a lot of marketing agencies, and they put these full experiences on for their clients, and they sometimes bring in talent to sign autographs and hang out during the tailgate, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So in Foxborough, a couple times, I've had Ben Winter Coates. On wow. the RV, the original, yep. the original number eighty-seven tight end in Foxborough. Sure, um, he is just a superb guy, really, really? down to earth, <laughs> mingles with the people. He's not, he doesn't just sit there and drink. He actually talks to folks and has real conversations. He's played cornhole with guests. He just kind of hangs out and has a good time, and, and then he goes into the game and, and goes to a suite and does his thing and, and goes home. Wow. Okay, that's a good pick and not not expected. So I like the way it came out of left field. But Ben Ben Coates. What do you wear, 87? Yeah, he was the original 87 before Gronk. And in a way, he was Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. We're spoiled now with Gronk. Well, we used to be spoiled with Gronk. Uh, Who knows? But but the coach was unbelievable. Unstoppable in his his prime for a good three or four seasons, I want to say, with, with, you know, catching balls from Drew Bledsoe. That was the, the renaissance part one of this franchise. I have such fond memories of that because there's nothing fun than winning when you're not supposed to win. You know, and the Absolutely. Patriots. Now you're younger than me. Were, were you? Were you? Uh, I still old enough to appreciate those the Bledsoe teams. I'm sure you Absolutely. were. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm old enough to appreciate those teams, especially you know, when the uniform change came in. You had oh, yeah. the, uh, that that royal blue with the uh, the big elf flying Elvis on each yeah, shoulder. Yeah, that, that was. I uh, mean, in retrospect, it was awful. But, I know, but it was it was a it sort of now. was the 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 theme for the the changing of the guard, if you will, really from the just the putrid teams that we had over the exactly. years. Exactly. Although the one jersey I do own is the the red throwback Brady jersey. Yeah, it, it, that should be in everyone's collection. It's pretty cool. But the powder blue, not they weren't quite powder blue. Royal blue is is right. You you were right on. But but kind of a bright blue yeah. <laughs> for a football uniform. I remember Chris Slade in those jerseys, fifth, number fifty. I think it was fifty three. Yep. And I remember he departed the the Pats. Um, and I think went to Carolina or That's something. That's correct. He went yeah. to the Panthers. But that in in that off season, we knew he was gone. And I saw him in the parking lot of a Dunkin' Donuts, and I was in my car, and this was right in Canton. And I saw him, and I go, "Hey, fifty three. And he looks right at me, and I go, "We miss you, man." And he goes, "Thank you, man. I appreciate you." <laughs> <laughs> he was nice. Oh, yeah, he was Chris nice. Lead. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my pick. Here we go. Well, I guess I'm going to make the obvious pick. Since you picked Coates, a former Pat, that would lend to the experience. I'll take uh, I'll take our boy Teddy Bruschi. I mean, uh, 
it's it, it, he would be a crowd pleaser. He's instantly recognizable. He's uh, you know he can he can spin a yarn. He tells the tales on TV these days. He's he's ridiculously pro patriots, which we like. And I know it's cliche, but yeah. doesn't every guy in Massachusetts want to at some point in their life before they die have a brewski with brewski? With Teddy Brewski, yeah. He it was impossible for him not to become a folk hero immediately, but. Um, yeah, what a player in his day, and just sort of a classic. Um, even though he was a pars- originally a Parcells guy, right? And he yes. he, he spanned both eras, but That's correct. But he kind of was a Belichick type player because he he um, was undersized and maybe overlooked a little bit in the draft. He had like I think he had a ton of sacks in college, which caught people's eye. But people were like, ah, he's so small. But he just he his instincts were ridiculously good, and he always seemed to make the big play at the right time. He was always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. and that's that's exactly who a Belichick player is. Yeah, I remember him that, that he clinched that game in the snow, not the snow game, the playoff game, the uh, the the game that some people call the snow game because the the stadium was basically. <laughs> I was at I snow. was at that game. Yeah, the snow globe game. Snow globe it, game. Every, right. They, That's they right. didn't have time to remove all remove the snow. all the snow. It was we. Got, it was almost like almost like eighteen inches of snow. It was a ridiculous amount of snow. Right. And I just remember that because I actually happened to be in a suite that night, courtesy of my uncle, and because we were inside, lucky, it looked yeah. like it was very lucky, and it was. Just everybody was throwing snow up in the air when yeah. you punched the game. It was just, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they were playing, you know, rock and roll part yep. two by Which Gary Glitter. Which now so. is kind of banned everywhere, but uh, you know, <laughs> hey, Gary Glitter isn't perfect, I guess, or wasn't perfect. Um, but yeah, it was so you know, it would go na 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 na. Hey, and everyone would throw the snow up in the air, and it had this kind of cool effect. I would have been a little pissed if I was one of the people who had tickets and you show up to your seat and it, it's just a snow mound. It's just like, because yeah. they were, because there was that. And they the moment did their was best, just you know? truly organic. I mean, everyone just, yeah. no one told on the on the Jumbletron, rest right. in peace, Mayor Menino. Right. No, there was no one on the Jumbletron saying, you know, throw snow now. Exactly. It was just organic. People started doing it. It was just one of those. those you put your finger on it. Moments in Boston. That's why I kind of sort of still support Sweet Caroline at the Red Sox, even though it's, mm. it's become a, it's, well, it's become a cliche of its own. But I think it started organically, and what I mean by that is I think the guy just started playing it in the eighth inning, and people started singing along. But we, we could do a whole other podcast on good traditions, bad traditions. I am out um, on Sweet Caroline. All right, fine. We respect your opinion. We're up to the final category of the draft, and it is wild card item. And by that, we mean just something special, something you're going to add to your tailgate to make people go, whoa, that's freaking cool. And I bet you have something, Josh. Do you have something? I have many things I could pick. Okay. Um, you know, as I mentioned to you, we came up with this category. It's like that one item you just you have to have, yep. whether it's just like in your bag of tricks or something you need, you know, you just need all the time. And for me, this is going to seem so lame, mm-hmm. but it's so important. Mm-hmm. I need one of those long, aim and flame lighters. Nice, because you're always going to need yeah. one. You're right. And the best thing about one of the best things about tailgating is that everyone is in a community, right? So everyone sort of borrows things, especially yeah. when you go outside of New England to some of these parts where you go down south, and the people are, let's face it, they're a lot nicer than we are here, yeah, and they're a lot friendlier. I'll go and everyone's it. borrowing things, and it's one of those things that if you don't have it, you're going to find it from somebody else, or if somebody needs it, they'll come to you. Right. So that that's a must because you can't let it grow without it sometimes, um, and it just you have to have it. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll give you points for that one for sure. Yeah. It, it's 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 kind of an underrated item because it you can't you can't even um, and and you know what I'll throw out what was going to be my wild card but I think um, 
I think I'm going in a different direction. But no, you know what? This will be perfect for my wild card item because my wild card item <laughs> is. Wait, since our, this is the last pick, is this, <laughs> yeah. is this the Mr. Irrelevant pick of the draft? Yes, here? it is. This is the most irrelevant item, which will somehow prove to be ultimately uh, glorious. And the answer is cigars. Thank you. Ah, so I like it. Break out some nice cigars. And it's uh, apropos of your pick because you need that. That's another reason why the, the flame and shoot or whatever you called it. it what do you call it? Aim and flame. Aim and flame. Aim and flame thing is important because it, it, you, you don't realize until you do it how hard it is to light anything outdoors if you're dealing with just a regular lighter or matches. Forget it. I mean, especially, matches. A, especially a Foxborough wind. Yeah, and you're doing, and then you're doing that thing where you get like three people huddled together, all with jackets over oh, their you, heads. You look ridiculous. <laughs> I know. And I you're know. lucky if you don't light one of them on fire because you know they probably right. have an old starter jacket on, which will probably instantly go up in flames. Yeah, but with the uh, aim and flame, you're all set. Um, Josh Missif, I hope you had fun. Did you have fun on the Boston Podcast? It was I everything I hoped it would be <laughs> and more. Cool. So, by the way, we're taking you out with uh, this song. Lead singer is Adam Yaz, who I think you recall. Um, I do know who that person back is. In the, another camp person back in the day, my brother Adam, at the time singing with his band as a people. I don't usually credit him, but what the hell. Anyway, thank you, Josh Missif, for joining us on the Boston Podcast. And once again, go to National tailgatingexperience.com book now get that big ass rv into the parking lot where you are watching the game by the way we didn't mention but baseball certain baseball games too certain certain hockey games right winter classic you yeah done it all depends on the city we can't tailgate in boston for baseball but oh all right you know. well we knew that but you can't have everything fenway fans but other cities for sure. So um, check it out. NationalTailgatingExperience.com. Josh, we'll have to have you back because I feel like we've just scratched I'd the surface. I'd love to be back anytime. Uh, all right, man. Uh, if you like this podcast, please like it. Share it with a friend or a colleague. Pass it along. And if you'd like your own podcast, please visit us. Pod617.com. You can find out how to come to our Westwood studios and produce a podcast of your own. On behalf of my buddy, Josh Missif, this is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day.